Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I am Letitia Ringe, your host, and today I'm bringing you an exciting interview with one of my incredible clients, Rachel Onajafe. Today, Rachel and I are talking all about how to use cosmic clues like astrology and numerology to identify your superpowers in your business and career. Rachel is the founder of wellness platform, The Trove. The Trove offers event listings for wellness events both in the UK and online. It also provides courses or wellness guides and experts that you can work with. And it's also a place where you can get business training and support for any of you who are wellness entrepreneurs. Rachel blends modern coaching and self-development tools with ancient intuitive tools like astrology and numerology. And she also offers life coaching and business coaching with a great holistic twist. So before this work, Rachel was a corporate consultant in the tech industry. She was very much in the corporate masculine world before she started her business. And as we will talk about throughout this episode, she then moved to embracing her mystical and modern wellness interests and her feminine energy. So in this episode, we're talking not only about how to use cosmic clues like astrology and numerology, but Rachel also shares with us what that transition was like from that corporate masculine world to embracing her feminine And we also talk importantly about how she has created space for her business while juggling this full-time, very corporate and with lots of responsibility gig that she has with creating this amazing business that she has created through the Trove. We also talk about some other cool topics like alcohol and friendship and creating boundaries around your social life. Rachel shares with us why she loves to see her business as a Capricorn, what it's like being a manifesting generator, which sign to read for in your astrology and the most important parts of your natal chart when it comes to your work and career. In addition, we talk about Rachel's experience in my menstrual magic business, Mistress Mind, which was an awesome Mistress Mind. I ran last year in August around that time, and it was so incredible. So she shares her experience of working in the Mistress Mind and also how working with her cycle and the four seasons of her cycle and a coach has helped her in showing up for her beautiful business. Now, amongst all of this, Rachel also gives me a mini reading on my astrology and numerology. So you'll find out more about what my innate gifts are according to my natal chart and my numbers. And so I'm so excited to share this episode with you all because I love to talk about astrology. I love learning about astrology and all of these cool cosmic clues. And I always learn so much from Rachel and I have adored working with her and supporting her to share her unique combination of skills with the world. So let's get to it. And if you stick around to the end, you'll also hear a discount that Rachel is offering for our beautiful podcast listeners. If you'd like to book in a cosmic clues reading session with Rachel. All right, my friends, let's dive on in and meet Rachel. Hey, Rachel, welcome to the podcast. 
Thank you so much. I'm so excited to dive into this conversation today because we're going to talk about so many things that I love to talk about and which I know you have so much wisdom to share on. So to kick us off, could you please introduce yourself to our beautiful listeners and let us know a little bit about the Trove and also what your gateway was to spiritual wellness? Absolutely. So excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Um, So I am Rachel Onajafi. I'm the founder of The Trove, which is an online wellness platform, which is all about really introducing people and providing information and courses for people who are interested in what you might call spiritual wellness or alternative wellness, I've also heard. It's where the mystical meets modern wellness. That's what I call it. So a place where people can learn about some more modern methods and tools, like some of the more modern types of meditation or some of the ancient arts, the intuitive arts, things like astrology or tarot or crystals, um, and how they can actually start to use those tools in their own lives to improve their lives, improve their relationship with themselves, with others, with the planet, really. And uh, I'm so excited about it. I can't wait to, you know, tell you more about like the story of the trove, how I came up with this idea. But, um, but really, everything started for me with my own journey, of course. So I was, I was really in a, in a rut, I would say in kind of this corporate environment, which I was doing well in, I would say I was, you know, pretty successful um, working for one of the big four as a technology consultant, but was just feeling really unfulfilled. And, you know, I'm always been I've always been like a real overachiever, like someone who feels like, you know, success is like the ultimate goal. um, And that I would be really happy once I achieved a certain level of success. And long story short, when I got to that level and that goal that I had set for myself, um, I just wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling fulfilled. I wasn't feeling happy. And it was really confusing because like your whole life, you're kind of told, okay, this is the five-step plan. You know, this is what you need to do in life. Um, And when you get there, I think a lot of people start to feel really disillusioned and uh, and depressed, actually, including myself. And so I started to think, okay, you know, I'm a figure outer. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, how can I explore this more? You know, th- there must be more than this. It's not just working um, in this office nine to five doing something that I don't really love. Maybe if I look into doing something that I do love and kind of learn more about myself and what I enjoy instead of kind of the construct of this identity that I've created for myself. So yeah, so I really began exploring astrology first. And it was really like my gateway, you could say to wellness and spiritual wellness was working with the moon cycles. So that was such a big, I mean, total shift, like mindset shift, perspective shift, everything for me. Um, I worked with, um, I signed up to this uh, free kind of like reset program that um, Jennifer Rassiopi runs called Lunar Logic. She's amazing. Everyone should check her out. And, and it just changed my whole life. (laughs) Just kind of understanding that, you know, we're not really meant to get up every day and kind of be good little robots and be exactly the same way and feel exactly the same things. that there's actually this 
whole cycle of nature that, especially as women that we're connected to, that we can tap into and really uh, foster our own like power and creativity through. So that that really was a gateway to me. And I thought, wow, if this works for me, I need to learn more. <laughs> so from there, it, I was just like a sponge for knowledge. I was like, okay, let me learn more about astrology. Let me learn more about, you know, the intuitive arts. Let me start to meditate. Meditation was like a huge, huge benefit to me. So as I was exploring all these things, I started realizing, you know, it's actually kind of hard. Like I live here in London and I felt like it was kind of hard to find places that I could go that I knew were like well recommended, had great teachers, were, you know, great events. It just seemed more difficult than it should be. So I thought, well, you know, I'm really good at event planning and management and I enjoy it. Um, I've got a lot of business skills through my career as a consultant. Why don't I set up a business that actually can bring this information and organize events for people here in London. So that's how the trove started. It was really about, okay, let's have like an events listing website where I vet people, I vet the events, I vet the locations, and then I kind of put it all together in one place so people can find things. So that was like the first iteration of the trove. And then after that, it it kind of evolved more into, as I realized that um, a lot of the practitioners that I was working with were really struggling with the, the business side of what they did. They're very creative, very um, skilled in what they do. They're amazing healers and practitioners, but the business side was just did not come naturally <clears throat> or they didn't have those skills. And so I thought, okay, here's another opportunity. Let me kind of evolve the trove again to become a place where you can find great guides to work with. And I can actually be there to support the guides and help them to build their businesses further. So that's kind of the evolution of where the trove has gone to today. So I have, you know, different, uh, I've got a membership group and like different aspects of it where I can help people to actually build a strong foundation and a sustainable business so that they can reach more people. So yeah, so that's just kind of a little bit about my entryway into this community. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so I have a couple of questions from your story. So before you before you like found the the moon cycles and that gateway into spiritual wellness, would you have said that you were um, more in touch with your masculine side and way of doing rather than the feminine being? Mm, that is such a good question. Yes. So I was like a hundred percent, okay, maybe ninety percent in the masculine, and and really tamping down my feminine side, and um, and it's really because you know growing up, society teaches you that the feminine side is weak and the masculine side is strong, and then if you're going to be successful and if you want people to respect you, you have to be like a man, and um, or you have to be masculine, I should say. And, um, and so, you know, I drank that Kool-Aid in high school <laughs> and believe, or even earlier, let's be honest. And, and felt that, okay, I've got to like be a quote unquote, like go getter. I have to be really direct bordering on, you could even say aggressive. And I, I just have to go for what I want. And that's what is going to get me to where I want to be. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, like deconditioning that is an ongoing process for sure. Um, I've come a long way in the past three years, which I'm very proud of. 
but yeah, it's, it's been really eye opening, kind of beginning to understand this polarity that we live with, um, that I hope is really changing from a societal perspective. Mm. I love that. I, I wanted to ask because I feel like most of us are in this masculine way of doing things, even though we might feel called to slow down and to get more in touch with our bodies and our intuition and all of these things. But then we have that pull from the outside world to really just to do a lot and to um, be strong and that, you know, softness is a weakness. So I think it's always interesting to think about uh, what that was like, that transition time for for each of us, especially when we've continued to dive further and further into the feminine. So when you made that transition and started to bring in these elements of more of the feminine, did you notice, did you have a lot of resistance? And how? And if so, how did it show up for you? Yeah, that's a really good question. I... I don't know if I had resistance, but it was almost like a lack of awareness that I had um, for mm-hmm. how deep I was in rejecting the feminine side. So like I said, when I started with the moon cycles, like the moon is, um, you know, a luminary in our skies that's very connected to feminine power. It represents the divine feminine power, you know, in um, the spiritual aspect and, uh, and really respecting that energy and like working with that was just a totally new thing. And so for me, I don't know if it was so much resistance, although if I think hard enough, I could probably think of some examples of resistance, mm-hmm. but it was more just a total lack of uh, awareness of what mm-hmm. I was doing and how I was treating things. So for example, like um, the moon is very much about connecting to your inner emotions and the way that you feel and understand your inner emotions is through your body, not through your mind. And Mm. that was a totally new concept for me. So um, I was very disconnected from my body and was very like, kind of almost like seeing my body as like almost like an enemy. Like it's my brain and my mind that's my superpower and my body. I'll just like ignore that. And like, you know, if I have a pain, I'm just going to ignore it. If I have digestive issues, I'm just going to ignore it and push through, you know. And so when I started to really recognize my emotions and how they manifest in the body, like a lot of people say anger is in the liver. And that was something that was really fascinating for me because I've always had kind of a very sensitive uh, challenging liver. <laughs> so I started realizing, wow, okay, I was trying to numb those feelings with things like alcohol and, you know, like vices like that. And it it just was so eye opening to me to finally start to get in touch with my body. So once I had the awareness of what was really going on and how I was actually suppressing that feminine side of myself, I felt like everything really started to come and fall into place. Mm. Yeah. The reason I asked that is because I feel like when we have the resistance against um, the masculine, like it's so unconscious, we don't even realize that's what, that is what we're doing. And it's like, once we get pushed to that burnout stage where we feel like, you know, we're on our knees being like, I need another way. Then it sort of naturally flows. We flow into learning about these feminine things and we find relief and that's and it feels good and so that's mm-hmm. when we really start to i guess consciously realize that we're working with two different energies that's so true and it's i feel like it's kind of a gift but it's also sometimes 
too bad that we have to like hit that rock bottom before it wakes us up. But that's truly the story of like everyone that I know, (laughs) (laughs) including myself, is that you kind of have to be pushed to the point where it hurts too much so that you're like, okay, I have to find another way. I can't just keep doing the same things over and over that aren't working for me. Mm, yeah, totally. So I also have another question before we dive into what I really want to hear about today, uh, which, is all yes. of, which is all about cosmic clues. And mm-hmm. yeah, I can't wait to dive into that. And we're already hearing about some of this um, yes. through your story, of course. So when you um, when you decided that you wanted to look at other options for your like work, did you know that you wanted to have a business? Like, were you looking specifically at just running a business? Yes, um, I well, I was open to other careers, but I'd always known since I was a little kid, like really little that I wanted to be my own boss, um, Mm. whatever that meant. And so yeah, so I knew I either wanted to be in a leadership position at a company where I had more freedom and more, I guess, influence and ability to like drive, or I wanted to have my own business. So yeah, I'd always known that. But um, it was like one of those like, fantasies, like hidden deep down, like, oh, maybe someday, you know, (laughs) if I win the lottery, and then I'll start my business. (laughs) Um, Rather than something where I was legitimately thinking this is a reality, this is something I could do. Um, and I could start from nothing, you know, so, mm-hmm. um, so this whole kind of dark night of the soul really um, drove me to actually reexamine that limiting belief that thinking that I had to have like, a ton of investment money in order to start a business, or I had to have like the perfect idea that was like perfectly packaged from the start. Um, you know, and, and I've just had to surrender and trust a lot more and listen to my intuition and let things evolve from that place. So yeah, Mm. that was definitely, uh, it was always on my mind. It was always something that I wanted to do, but I just didn't think it could really happen. Mm. I love that because what I hear is that, um, that perfectionism getting in the way of those desires, right? We think we can only do it, do it if we can be perfect at doing it. And it's got Mm -hmm. to be on these terms, But as we all find out when we move along our business journeys, it's like a constant evolution, just like with the trove and with everything else that you do, like we are multi-passionate creatives. And so the the way it unfolds, it's always unfolding. So I love how just from your journey, you know, you've gone through, you've looked within, you've discovered new interests that you didn't even know potentially that you had. And then you've started there and gradually the business has evolved and it's got different aspects to it. And, you know, we've just seen um, the business part of your offering evolve over the last like 12 months or something. And it's Mm -hmm. like, when I met you, I just thought, this is so obvious, like this is just so you and it's so amazing because you are now merging all of the skills that you have from your corporate career into Mm -hmm. your love for spiritual wellness and supporting like 
like you just can't plan these things, but they all, it all happens perfectly the way our life unfolds. That's so true. It's been like just one amazing thing after another. And I'm glad, like I made a conscious decision when I wanted to, when I started this business that I would do it gradually. I wouldn't uh, just quit my job in a flurry, even though that was like a fantasy I had of like throwing papers and being like, I quit. Um, So (laughs) I, I would, you know, keep my job and eventually go part time and things like that. And I would experiment and try things and have fun with it. And I would work on my fear of failure because that is something that I think holds so many entrepreneurs back and stops them from trying new things and stops them from being brave. So yeah, it's been a gradual, exciting thing. And the more that I discover about myself and the more that I kind of accept and realize my own skills and gifts, the better the business does. So that's a direct mm-hmm. correlation that I've found that has just been so useful and amazing. Mm-hmm. So before we go on to cosmic clues, can mm-hmm. you also answer with creating space then between your day job and then also the business, mm-hmm. how did you get started creating that space? Because that, as you know, is an area that stops so many people from getting started. Definitely. Yeah. A lot of people think like, well, I'm burning out at this one job. I can't burn out at two jobs. Um, And I think that's, you know, like that makes sense to them in the space that they're in, but you have to really readjust your whole perspective around work. Um, I think that doing something that you love is completely different from doing a job that you do not enjoy. And you, it's a different energy Um, time feels like it expands when you're doing things that you love. Um, Truly, it feels like, oh, suddenly, like you have more time for it. Um, But there are definitely like sacrifices. I don't want to use that word, not sacrifices. There are definitely choices and conscious Mm -hmm. decisions that you have to make um, in that journey. So like the first thing that I did um, was I, um, I mean, it might sound like kind of a radical change, but I left that job uh, for a different job that I knew was going to be a more nurturing environment for my spirit. Cause I, um, and it's doing the same thing. So I, I'm, you know, still a tech consultant, but totally different vibe, totally different office, totally different people, totally different management style. Um, I just, just could sense that I wasn't going to be able to be in the right headspace dealing with the, uh, so we challenging uh, corporate games and politicking that was going on at, at my other job. And so I was like, you know, this environment is not conducive to my flourishing. So I'm going to find a different environment. So for me, actually just changing jobs really helped a lot. And it gave me so much more space and so much more like, I could like relax a little bit more, even though I'm doing the same work. Because a lot of people know it's not really about the work. Sometimes it's like about the people, the, the, the kind of office politics, the situations that you're in, who your boss is, things like that. So by just making that change, that really helped me. So that was one Mm -hmm. thing. And just kind of noticing what wasn't working for me, right. And then Yeah. And then another change that I made was to uh, limit my social life more. And that might sound extreme, but my work became like my work with the Trove became my social life. And it was so much fun. And I was meeting these amazing people who I could learn so much from who are really heart centered, real, genuine, authentic people that we 
became friends because we had stuff in common and we liked each other, not just because we happened to work at the same place or, you know, we were drinking buddies or something like that. So I stopped drinking basically. Mm. I'm not a hundred percent sober, but I'd like barely drink at all. Like maybe just to celebrate things was kind of my rule. I was like, I'll only drink, you know, have my favorite drink champagne when I'm going to celebrate something. Um, (laughs) And that saved a lot of time. Like if you cut the drinking, wow, you're like, oh my God, I have so much more energy on the weekends and the evenings. I have so so much more creative time to work on what I'm really passionate about. And um, so of course that did mean that some of my friendships dropped away and like some things changed. But um, honestly, from where I'm sitting now, everything changed for the better. So mm-hmm. yeah, so I guess that's just some little tidbits, some like few things that I would say, think about the environment that you're in. Is it extremely stressful for you? If so, change the environment. And you can, you can, you can get a different job. You can find somewhere else without taking a pay cut. I took, I didn't take a pay cut. I took a pay rise moving on to this nicer, (laughs) lovely company. (laughs) And, um, and then eventually, you know, you can, um, once you're in a place that you feel comfortable to do that, you can take the leap and go part-time. So yeah, it's possible. And you're an example of that as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I love what you've just shared there and I think that this is great because it's such practical information for people and I so I I went straight into my business like I just left but I had like a I had a financial security blanket to help me do that nice. <laughs> and and that's often like not um you know people that's that's not the usual and it's not something that I also encourage people to do if you can gradually do it I think it's a lot better that just suited me at that time so I always love to ask people about what they've done um, because I feel like it's so right when you're when you're so drained with your energy at work adding something in that's actually inspiring makes you more energized and vibrant like vibrancy we think is all about maybe like exercise and all of these things but it's actually about being inspired Mm -hmm. and so if you're in a job where there's no space and you're not taking any time to notice your curiosities to notice where your those inspiration are, then it's literally sucking your life force away from you. So when you Mm -hmm. can start just adding little pockets of time to explore your interests and then finding things you're inspired about, it like creates more time and space in your day. So that's what I heard there from you. And the other thing is, I think like with your story, when you move jobs, you have your identity that was created at that job as well, at the old job and that environment. And environment is stronger than willpower. So every time you go in, you're like putting back that hat unconsciously that you used to wear and you're just constantly coming up against yourself. So I agree. I feel that moving is so important. And so for me, when I moved from Sydney to London, that was really important for me to start figuring out what my interests are and my purpose because I was out of the old environment that I lived in and that's like more of an extreme thing but for me I really needed that because who I was around my family and my friends was I wasn't able to see outside of that so changing environments I think is amazing and also what you said about the social life and alcohol I too had a very similar experience when I went through my time and realized how much time I actually spend simply socializing which I love socializing, but there needs to be limits on things. And if I looked back at my life and thought, well, I didn't create anything or get to know who I was or 
um, do these things that I'm really passionate about because I spent all of my time showing up for social engagements, which then sort of became obligations. I thought, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be happy with that. And then what happens is once you take that time for yourself, you end up showing up in those social interactions with so much more energy and abundance for everybody else to, to share from that. And as you know, a manifesting generator, that's really important for us to do. Um, and yeah, so I, I ended up, um, I'd never regretted that decision as well to limit, like, I really feel that you have to put the business as a priority in your life. And, um, when I stopped drinking alcohol as well, that just freed up suddenly so much time for myself. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's really cool. So let's move now to talking about cosmic clues. And this is so interesting because we like Rachel and I met at a Genozo um, workshop, which is (laughs) all about human design. And so that's, I think that's really beautiful. That was where we met. Um, And yeah, so this is a, a big part of what you offer. You have you've just ran a Cosmic Clues workshop. So tell yeah. us what this means. Yes, yeah, so I call um, this kind of method Cosmic Clues because I think um, just thinking of, I mean, there are so many different systems um, which you might call like the intuitive arts or the esoteric or the mystical uh, like systems and technologies that people can learn. But I like to, I'm a a bit of a dabbler. So, you know, as a manifesting generator, I like to sample, I like to learn, you know, as much as I can, but about a variety of things. So I don't think I would ever only be an astrologer, only be a numerologist or only be a tarot reader. I want to learn it all. So, um, so I came up with this concept of cosmic clues to be using these different tools in a way that indicates um, the answers that you already have inside of you and really helps you to um, have more awareness of yourself and your situations and to bring out that awareness and that inspiration so that you can use it in your own life. So in my, Mm -hmm. um, in the trove, I use cosmic clues uh, my business is a Capricorn. <laughs> and so I think it's kind of cool if you can actually, <laughs> yes, if you can actually do the uh, the chart for your business, that's quite cool. Uh, the numerology of it is nine, life path. And then of course, I know my <laughs> own. <laughs> um, and, and then I also use it in my coaching with my clients too. So, and I've just found that, um, you know, I've come out in the last year, I've definitely come out of the cosmic closet a lot more. Um, and, <laughs> and I have, now you know like I'm I I use it in my day-to-day life in the way that I relate to people in the way that I explain like what's going on right now with me or with society and I can also use it with my clients to give them an indication of where their superpowers are and where Mm. their strengths are and what they should really be focusing on in this season of their life so that Mm. um it's just been invaluable and I think um it's something that's fun and also really like deep and interesting as well. And it really, I think people are often surprised at how, how, what kind of wisdom and insights can come through from some of these cosmic clues. Mm, Yes. And I feel like, um, when, when you learn about your astrology or human design, your life path number, your personality, all of these things, Mm -hmm. um, it's not that you have to take on everything that the whatever the star sign is or the moon sign mm-hmm. says. 
it's that you recognize the parts within you that resonate. And so it's almost like you suddenly have permission to, to really shine a light on those parts of yourself. And it can also yes. be the, where the weaknesses are too, where it's like, Hey, mm-hmm. this is going to be a struggle for you. And it's like part of like how you were designed. It's part of your growth and evolution. And so the way that you approach it then is so different. But yes. I love, I like when Rachel and I, we met up once and for dinner, we we're just talking about astrology and human design the whole time. We had the best conversation. <laughs> and yeah, I too use it in, my, as you know, in my um, business and I use mm-hmm. it for my clients, but I haven't gone to the extent that you have yeah. with the, you know, so much more about astrology than I do and about the seasons. And I love that you have have a have a whole chart for your business. I think that's so 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 cool. So yeah, yeah I was super <laughs> excited to have you on to talk about more about this because it's it's fascinating endlessly. Yes, endlessly. And there's always so many more layers to learn because I mean um, in my workshop that I did recently, it was my first Cosmic Clues workshop and it was so much fun. We went an hour over <laughs> the time, and, but it was so much fun. I mean, I, you know, obviously there's some things I'll tweak for next time, um, but it was wonderful. And I just, you know, I, I felt so lit up like doing it. And, um, and I was just like, wow, I could just do this, you know, for the rest of my life, <laughs> like just run Cosmic Clues workshops. And, um, and that's a sign that, this is something that I should be doing more of. And I have to say that dinner really was a great turning point for me with you and uh, Caitlin, like really encouraging me to, you know, oh, this is something that comes really naturally to you and you're good at it. Why aren't you incorporating it into your business and into your coaching officially? It was kind of something that was like, hidden, like just kind of, you know, oh, maybe here's a little extra stuff because I don't really, you know, I don't have a diploma or a, you know, 10 year Mm. certificate in this. So, (laughs) you know, but that was just the perfectionist in me wanting to have uh, uh, degrees and accolades in order to say that I can do something when actually you, Mm -hmm. you both were so wonderful and just reflected back to me. No, this is a gift that you have. You should use it. So thank you for Mm. that. My pleasure. And I think that's a really um, great point that you've made there as well, because so many of us, especially us women, think that we have to be trained and qualified in Mm. in a modality to even talk about it. And it's just not true. You can talk about what you know about astrology. You can talk about what you know about human design. Like you don't need to have qualifications in any of them. And and actually, I think sometimes it's if you want to go get that, then go ahead and do it. But if you're doing it just to have permission to talk about the things you love, mm-hmm. then that's sometimes going and getting qualified in a specific way can actually um, cut you off from your like intuitive wisdom about the topic. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of these modalities, that's what they're asking us to do, like to really access our that cosmic wisdom that's within all of us that uh, where, you know, we just resonate with it and to, yes. to go with that. So yes, yeah, exactly. Another beautiful example. And, and another reason I called it clues, not answers, cosmic answers is because, oh. because yeah, cause I want people to uh, be empowered by this information. I want them to go away and create their own, um, answers and recognize their own identity for themselves. Like I'll give them clues and information from lots of different, you know, sources of, you know, how I've kind of been learning over the years, but it's really up to them to use it and to really find the answers for themselves. So, I mean, that's what the trove is all about. That's my style of coaching as well. It's not just telling people this is the box you fit in. Mm -hmm. It's more like, well, here's some clues um, and some energies that you have 
access to naturally. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you figure out how you're going to use them and what that means to you. And like you said, if it resonates with you. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. So we thought, Rachel and I thought a great way to get you to understand um, those of you listening, what these cosmic clues are would be for Rachel to do a mini reading using my chart and my details. So yeah. Is it a good point to dive in to that? Yes. Oh my gosh. It's always a good time. Always a good time for cosmic clues. Yes. So what I've done is um, I already had your chart on my phone. So I just refreshed um, my memory on it um, yesterday. And what I want to do is kind of take you through like the three cosmic clues that I cover in my workshop that is specifically around like career and entrepreneurs. So mm-hmm. I thought that would be fun. Um, so awesome. Good, good. So in order to cast a birth chart, I'm sure most of you will know, you need to have um, like the day, the day that you were born, the month, the year, and then the time of birth and the location. And the way that I do cosmic clues, it is really important for you to know the exact time that you were born. Um, and there are different ways that, you know, you can have an astrologer or someone who knows astrology help you if you're not exactly sure of the exact minute, but you want to get as close as possible to what you feel is right for you. Um, and that's because some of the cosmic clues that I use are very time sensitive. So you can't just say, oh, it might have been four o'clock or four thirty. Like you really <laughs> need to be quite specific. So, um, so what I normally do when I first look at someone's birth chart, and I always start with the birth chart, um, but there are three cosmic clues that I'll use to help identify someone's kind of entrepreneurial superpower, I call it, or what is going to really support them in their career and their work. The first one is looking at the midheaven, and I'll explain mm-hmm. what that is. The second one is looking at the north node, and then the third one is the life path number. And so those are the three, to me, the three biggies when it comes to like career and work. Uh, Of course, if I was doing this for relationships, they would be different. We'd look at different luminaries, different planets, different houses. Um, But uh, so basically, one thing that I look at, first of all, so I'll look at these three um, areas when I'm looking at someone's chart or calculating their life path number. But then I'll also notice what elements are dominant. Um, and I think that gives like a definite flavor to someone's uh, personality. And like I say, the energy that they have access to based on the moment that they were born. And we can talk about elements more as well, mm-hmm. if you want to get into that. Um, so looking at Letitia's chart. So you I know that your sun sign is Capricorn, right? So yeah. but um, and I think that suits you very well. But sun sign astrology, to me, I know this might be controversial for some people, sun sign astrology mm-hmm. is not, in my opinion, the pinnacle of astrology. <laughs> so yeah. it was really, um, you could say invented or solidified in the pop culture, you know, consciousness in the 1800s, when (laughs) they decided to, when they, yeah, so it's like pretty recent, when they decided to, (laughs) yeah, and it was a, a, um, you know, entrepreneurial uh, newspaper man who um, decided that he needed something entertaining in his newspaper. So he thought, well, let's put some astrology in because it was really popular at that time. Um, so he wanted to put some horoscopes in. And so he said, well, horoscopes are quite complicated. So maybe if we just pick one planet, then we just, you know, make that apply to everyone. 
that will be a simplified way of doing horoscopes in a newspaper for entertainment value. So they pick the sun arbitrarily. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so that's where sunside astrology comes from. Um, so yeah, so everyone thinks like cosmopolitan horoscopes, da da da. Um, so a little top tip, if you do love horoscopes, which they can be fun, don't read for your sun sign, read for your ascendant. It's uh, in my view, and with people that I've looked at, it's much more accurate, uh, which is very interesting. So yeah, which kind of points to in ancient astrology, um, there's so many different types of astrology, first of all. Um, and sorry, I know I'm slightly going on a tangent, but I'm loving <laughs> so, it. <laughs> yeah, in ancient times, a lot of people really looked at the ascendant. They didn't look at the sun sign as much for like that kind of overall picture of like the flavor of your personality. Um, so read for your horoscopes for your ascendant. Top tip. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, so like I was saying, so your sun is in Capricorn, but I think what really gives you the Capricorn flavor is the fact that you have a stellium in Capricorn and your midheaven is in Capricorn. So to mm-hmm. me, I think that's what makes you more of a Capricorn is actually your midheaven. And you have one, two, three, four important placements in Capricorn. So it's all at the very top of your chart. So if we start with the first cosmic clue of the midheaven, the midheaven is a, um, it's the highest point in the sky at the moment that you're born. So to me, the highest point in the sky, you know, we think of like 12 noon, like the, the sun is at its, you know, brightest, it's like shining over, you know, the whole world. So think of the midheaven like that. Think of it as like shining over your whole chart. It really gives a flavor to your whole chart. And um, in my experience doing many, many readings for many, many people over the past few years, I feel that the midheaven is so, so important. And when I guess, like people are always like, guess my sign. Um, and, and they're like, no, that's wrong. And I'm like, no, no, let me look at your chart. It's always like the midheaven <laughs> that I'm guessing because that's what I see when I see people. Anyway, so I think that's really fascinating. So for me, the midheaven is like everything. Um, so it's, like I said, it's the the point where the highest point in the sky Um some other words to describe it could be like your destiny or the mm-hmm. um, your superpower, the aspect of you that if you embody it, you will master your own identity. You will master yourself um, and really come into your own as an empowered individual. So, <clears throat> so this is very important. And you got to know what time you're born in order to know the midheaven. So your midheaven's in Capricorn. So I would say, so for people who kind of know a bit about Capricorn, Capricorn is an earth sign. It's a cardinal earth sign. So it's a sign that is all about starting things and um, getting things going. So um, it that makes sense that you would be someone who would start your own business and be your own boss. Um, it's also a sign that's... Um, interested in things like stability and security, which is a very earthy earth element um, uh, concern. And Capricorn, I always think of, I like to think of different archetypes and kind of keywords with Mm -hmm. the different signs. With Capricorn, I always think of the empire builder and the mountain climber. So this is the sign of, you know, the symbol is the goat. The goat is the ultimate survivor. Um, You know, you can watch them just scaling sheer rock faces and seemingly impossible things um, and surviving and thriving in environments that other (laughs) animals would not be able to to survive in. And I think that really is like 
embodies all of the Capricorn essence. And a lot of my friends who have strong Capricorn placements, this is them. It's like they're, they're, um, you know, they can overcome any challenge. And there's this deep inner strength and resilience that they have um, that is so attractive and also just so, so useful when it comes to business because it means that there you don't have to be afraid of failure because there is no failure. You'll always find a way. Um, mm-hmm. and Capricorn, like I said, is, um, is very like boss like energy as well. So they, um, they're like, yes, I will build my empire. I will find a way <laughs> to, uh, you know, find like build my dreams and nothing will stop them. So, um, it's a real like wonderful kind of like go getter energy as well. So I think that, I think that <laughs> is definitely you. I love it. <laughs> I know. And I'm just thinking like, if Lou, my partner was here listening, he would yeah. be like, yep, that sounds like you. Yes, it does. Yes, Nothing yes. will stop me once I've got it. Exactly. <laughs> once I've got a vision. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. But you also have like, because it's an earth sign, it's still grounded. So you have the skills mm. to back up your ambitions. Whereas, mm. you know, Aries might also feel that they can do anything, but that fire can sometimes burn out quite quickly. So they need to mm-hmm. like work on being more grounded. So you've got that, both of those kind of energies, the, yeah. it, the ambition and the groundedness, which is great. Um, okay. So that's the midheaven. And then do you want to, if you have any questions, just stop me as I'm going through. Oh, Okay, so yeah. I wanted to ask what a stellium is. Oh, yes, I didn't mention that. Okay, so a stellium is where you have, well, okay, so astrologers have different definitions. My definition mm-hmm. of a stellium is when you have three or more planets in one sign. Some people say mm-hmm. five or more. I think that's a bit extreme. I think it's three or more. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you have the, your midheaven, and then you have Mercury, Sun, and is that Neptune in uh, Capricorn. Mm. So you have three planets and the midheaven. Um, so okay. to me, that is definitely a stellium. So it just means mm-hmm. that it's a higher concentration of that energy. Um, so that's another reason why you, I mean, have you, like when you found out you're a Capricorn, did you like resonate with what it said about you, like in the past? Uh, yeah, I, I have. Um, I think that a Perhaps thinking of myself as a Capricorn, I didn't like, I could never understand the, I tried to over associate with it, I think. And then I didn't really, I didn't really, um, I didn't take into account like my more creative and playful. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. We'll get to that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but also something interesting that I've learned recently, which just made so much sense to me. And this is like, (laughs) if something makes sense for me, I just run with that. Like I don't go and check it and try and get someone to like back up what I now think. I just go, (laughs) this this feels right. Mm -hmm. And then I talk about it. And um, I was at this beautiful training with this woman and she mentioned that we're talking about astrology, we're talking about the midheaven, we're talking about like all, all different aspects of it. And she mm-hmm. said that so a lot of people, they look at what their chart says, right, like all the different signs they've got, mm-hmm. but they don't look at the the what the polar opposite of each of those aspects of their oh, chart are yes. and realise that you're here to create balance between mm-hmm. the two. So whatever the pole is, like the, the one on the other side, mm-hmm. um, that's actually really important for your work in the world as well not like your no as in like your inner work and I feel like that that makes so much sense to me because I don't have a lot of air or water signs in my chart there Mm, is some mm -hmm. but there's There's not a lot yeah yeah Mm -hmm. not a lot of air Mm -hmm. 
not a lot of air. And I thought, yeah, I feel like my, like moving into the, the feminine and get moving into, you know, having a creative identity and it's made me feel like a whole person. Whereas before oh. I'd really like just focused on my sun sign, right? Like yes. I just thought I'm a Capricorn. This is I like have to be a Capricorn. Yes. Well, there's a definite reason for that as well. And we'll talk about that when we get to the North node. Um, so, okay. yeah. <laughs> but yes, in, in general, I agree with her. I think that um, it makes sense to find a balance. And I think that the older and wiser that people are, the less you can tell what their sign is actually, because they are more, and when I say not just older, but wiser, (laughs) Um, Mm. not just about age, but wiser, um, they, they do work on finding more of a balance. But at the same time, I would still have a caveat that I think that it's very important that people don't spend too much time on their, uh, I don't want to say weaknesses, but on the things that they do not do so naturally, I think they should still really foster what they're naturally good at Mm -hmm. and spend that, make sure they're spending enough time and energy um, exercising their gifts as well. Mm. Mm. Yep. I love that. But yeah. Yeah. Let's go into the North node. (laughs) Okay. So the North node. So the North node is like the direction that you're headed in, um, in your chart. And it's like, um, again, you could use the word destiny. You could, um, think about, okay, this is what I'm here to learn. The North node is not something that comes easily. So in terms of what the North node actually is, it's a mathematical point on the moon's, um, axis on the, um, Am I missing what the word is? The orbit of the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the the further away it is from us, um, and then the closest point are the north node and the south node. So the south node of the moon is where we are coming from. And if you believe in past lives, the south node can sometimes represent past lives or represent karma. It's like what mm-hmm. we're comfortable with, what we mm-hmm. have been used to doing in the past and where when we feel threatened that's what we default to um but then the north node is like the direction that we need to head in which is always the opposite it's always the opposite Mm -hmm. sign so just like that lady was saying it's the opposite and um and it's the direction that we need to head in and we need to learn in this lifetime and that means that it's not going to be easy so the North Node is not an easy thing. The Midheaven is easy. The Midheaven is like, yeah, of course I am like that. You just have to like accept it, realize it, embody it. But the North Node is much more challenging and much more, but also really rewarding. You know, once you start to exercise, <laughs> once you start to exercise this, uh, this ability that you can, you know, step into. So for you, mm-hmm. um, your South Node, so where you're coming from and where you might be more comfortable in is Virgo. So it mm. is that, yeah, <laughs> your face. I wish you could see the teaser right now. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, so Virgo energy being very um, organized, um, having perfectionist tendencies, um, being very good at categorizing things and very good at planning and, and sifting and uh, discerning like what is good, what is not good, what is working, what is not working, um, what is going to be best. You know, that is like very Virgo energy. And again, it is an earth sign. So that's where you're coming from is that like, you know, very discerning. uh, I wouldn't say unemotional, but like um, 
more about facts and logic mm. and things like that, that kind of energy. But where you're heading to is the opposite. And, <laughs> and the <laughs> Pisces is your north node. Uh. Yes. So that's the, um, and it's very opposite. And I have, I have a big mm. like Pisces Virgo polarity in my chart as well, which is quite interesting. So Pisces is like, um, it's the last sign of the Zodiac. It's the most mystical, spiritual kind of esoteric. It is the, um, the, the sign of the dreamer, the sign of the artist, the sign of the creative. And so mm-hmm. that is the direction and what you are here to learn in this lifetime is how to embody those traits more and blend them seamlessly with your superpower midheaven of Capricorn. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. And it's and it's so interesting because what made sense for me when I um when we're talking about that polarity between like working on the polarity, it's probably this that I'm feeling, this yes. Virgo Pisces axis. Mm-hmm. And um, and yes, Virgo to me does seem like that feels very comfortable to me. Like mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I used to love like organizing all of my things. I was never a really naturally clean person, but mm-hmm. my dream was to like go and put everything in alphabetical order, like my CDs and my books and, <laughs> and line up all my My Little Ponies and my Barbies and mm-hmm. like they all had to do the exact same thing and, you know, just like a lot of control and structure around mm-hmm. what I was mm-hmm. doing and yes. um, definitely perfectionist tendencies. So yes. that makes yes. a lot of sense. No, that's great. I love that. And, and, um, and yeah, and oftentimes, like I said, when you feel threatened, or like something isn't going right, you might go into that mode of like, okay, I just need to get into the detail, when actually, what is going to be more challenging, but possibly more rewarding is to say, actually, let me zoom out, and see the big picture and look at, you know, solutions that are outside the box and a little kooky Mm -hmm. and crazy. (laughs) This, this is incredible that you're saying this. Like, seriously, I just had like a massive realization the other day, which I will share about more on the podcast with mm-hmm. everyone, um, that how I'd been looking at my life through a tunnel vision, right? It's like something that has just happened over the last year, I guess, as I've shifted, I've I've basically created all of the things I've want. But what, what has happened is that I've then created this identity for myself. Mm. And so I've had this realization the other day and I was like, I need to literally have like a new pair of glasses on where I can start to like, instead of seeing, for example, if you see yourself as a coach, like then I start to look at like my business through the lens of a coach mm-hmm. rather than the lens of a creator, a creative, an artist, which is what I, and an entrepreneur, which is what I actually resonate with even more. And that's Mm. why I started my business. And so I was thinking about that just in like in all areas of my life, where have I put this, where do I need to like open up the lens and like Mm -hmm. stop and and also like trust even more, you know, go into a deeper level of trust. And so everything that you're saying there, just like it, this is my work for sure. And it is where I'm constantly coming back to and, and needing, and, and when I do feel threatened or I feel like something's going to 
the thing is once you with your business right like once once you have a level of success or with a relationship you've got this relationship finally there then gets this part where you want to cling on to it you're scared to lose it yes. and so that can actually stop you from opening up the lens and trying new things and i think that's a place where i realized i have unintentionally found myself and so now my work is like getting back into more of the unknown more of the I'm a creator like rather than I'm you know a coach and like this is mm-hmm. my one thing and, and all of that oh that's wonderful yeah. oh my gosh I love it Cosmic <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it it's so fascinating and I feel the same thing like when I discovered the nodes I was like oh my gosh I understood myself so much more um I have south node in Libra north node in Aries which again are opposite, you know, energies. And yeah, and that made so much sense. So it's like my default uh, is uh, my shadow side of my default is people pleasing and wanting to make sure everyone's happy and being the diplomat and, Mm -hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. And then what I actually need to work on in this life is being independent and being in charge of my own destiny and and Mm -hmm. really listening to myself and going with that first. So it's, it's just been really uh, a journey and I'm excited to see what happens next, but it's, it's a constant Mm. thing, you know, it's like in every aspect of your life, it really, the North node will sneak in there. (laughs) Mm. I love that. I can see both of those in you. What's your mid heaven, by the way? Sagittarius. Yes. Sagittarius. Yeah. So the, um, the archetype I think of for Sagittarius is uh, the, the philosopher and the teacher Mm. and the explorer. Yeah, that's me. Mm. <laughs> I can so see that. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. I can de- I can see like all of those in you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it really mm-hmm. made so much sense. I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, cool." And it also makes sense like why I live abroad and, you know, why I wanted to start this business. It's about teaching people and helping them find the truth and find knowledge for themselves. It's very Sagittarius. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so cool. Okay, last cosmic clue. Um, for you is your life path number. So, um, for people who want to calculate this for themselves at home, um, there are different ways of calculating the life path number. You know, there are lots of numerologists foaming at the mouth, uh, with anger (laughs) about (laughs) how to calculate the life path number. Um, and there's different types of numerology, you know, there's tantric numerology, there's all kinds, but the kind, um, so the way that I have found makes the most sense to me is to um, take your day, month, and year separately and then add those. So if you have like a double digit, like I am uh, was born on the 21st, so add two and one together. So that's three. Um, so that's a single digit for the day. And then you do the same thing for the month and the same thing for the year. Just keep adding the numbers together until you get a single digit. And then you'll end up with three single digits unless... Uh, you got an 11, a 22, or a 33. Those are master numbers. So don't reduce those to a single digit. Just keep them 11, 22, 33. So you'll have three numbers, month, day, year. And then you add those together and reduce, reduce, reduce until you get to a single digit or 11, 22, 33. So that's how... I would suggest that you calculate it. <laughs> there are lots of debate you can dive into online if you want to. Um, 
but yeah, there's reasons for that and, and everything. Um, because you will sometimes get different numbers if you just simply add all the numbers together. You don't do them separately first. Mm. Uh, I think it's important to do them separately first because I believe that your day, month, and year do have their own meanings. So I think it's important to, to find what that meaning is first before you add them together. This is very interesting kind of mathematical so interesting. thing. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's really interesting. So, um, so your life path number is seven, according mm-hmm. to the way that I calculated it. And have you explored the life path number before? Yes, I yeah. have, but not in tons of detail, but okay, I yeah. have, and I, and it really resonated and I can't remember what type I am now off the top of my head. Cause, um, in another book, which I can't remember the name of. Oh. I'm a seven slash something. Oh yes, you can have yes, you can have seven slash something like like what was the last number before you reduced it to get a seven? Yeah, um, I didn't do that. No, no, I think it was like a thirty-eight, a seven slash thirty-eight, or I don't know something something like that. And then that was just for that book. Like he had his own his own yeah, way. Everyone has yeah, their yeah. own system. And I mean, if it works, it works. Which I think is kind of the beauty of this mystical magical stuff is that um i i think if it works for you and it makes sense and resonates for you then use it you know yeah um so yeah so the life path number seven is so interesting i literally am surrounded by sevens in my life (laughs) and what are you what are you rachel I'm, i'm a one Oh, yes. okay. Yes, interesting. Um, and people have a lot of opinions about ones. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've, been to, I've, I've been to some numerology uh, courses, and they're always a bit, I don't know, negative about ones, but usually the teacher is not a one. So I feel, <laughs> I feel like uh, mm-hmm. there's a bit of a bias, but I love being a one. I think it's great. It's all about um, like independence, um, self-reliance, you know, because like you think of one, it stands alone. So it's the idea of yeah. being uh, empowered and relying on yourself. Um, it's also often someone who needs to uh, be their own boss. That's not very good with like authority or <laughs> people telling them yes. what to do, mm-hmm, which is definitely me. So yeah, yeah <laughs> I love it. And another that resonates to me too. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Well, this very Capricorn. Yeah, it's very Capricorn. Yeah. <laughs> so um, okay. So life path number seven. So my um, the kind of nuggets that I'll give about seven is that seven is um, in pretty much every culture is a very mystical, magical, special number. So you think about like the seven wonders of the world, um, you know, the seven seas, like seven in like the Bible in other religious texts, like is always like a very special number. Um, and, and it's always like kind of like a magical number. Like you don't mm. know what's going to happen, like with seven, um, mm. in, <clears throat> in numerology seven, it's, it's not an even number. So there's um, sometimes the even numbers are a lot more about harmony and balance. The seven's not about harmony and balance. It's about um, wisdom and knowledge and understanding. So oftentimes people who are sevens are researchers. They love to research. They love to dive deep into a topic if they're really interested in it and learn as much as possible about it. Um, so I have a client who's a seven and she's just like such a genius. Um, there's always something like a little bit like a genius element I find in people mm-hmm. who are sevens is they just see the world a little bit differently than everyone else. And, mm-hmm. um, and I just think it's really 
just very unique and very special. I mean, all the numbers are, but sevens, sevens are, yeah. have, have a, a certain uniqueness um, that sometimes can make them uh, when their children, maybe like slightly outsiders or kind of mm. a little bit unusual. Like the kids don't understand them. Other kids don't yeah. understand them because they see them, you know, these things differently. Um, and um, one thing, one of the challenges of sevens is, knowing when enough knowledge is enough and really trusting their inner intuition because it can be really tempting to just um, continue to research until the end of time, you know, and to continue to be like this voracious appetite for knowledge and never kind of having enough, never being able mm -hmm. to be at peace and satisfied that they know something is true. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, so the challenge can be to kind of, realize that, that there needs to be a sense of self-trust and uh, listening to their own inner intuition. And one of the important ingredients that they need is alone time. So making sure mm. that they are able to have that that time where they're just kind of alchemizing all these ideas and all this research and information that they've been gathering and coming to their own conclusion that's not influenced by anyone else or anything else. Um, another mm -hmm. thing, sevens often want to uh, gather accolades and like awards and um, degrees and things because they feel that they need someone else's outside approval in order to uh, be experts because their desire is to be the expert. Mm. And so again, the challenge is to realize that you don't need anyone else to tell you that you're the expert. You already are the expert in whatever you're really passionate about and what you've studied and what you love. So, mm. yes. And in the, and in the tarot, um, cause I like to like connect numerology to the tarot. I think it's really interesting. Um, this is the hermit card. Oh, wait, no, that's not true. Is this it? Is, no, sorry, this is not true. It's the chariot. <laughs> Why did I say there? Oh. No, yeah, it's the chariot. <laughs> I should know this. I'm in a seven year. It's the chariot. So the chariot oh. is all about trust. So, and oh. surrender. And that's something that's challenging for the seven because they're like, I just want to know, like, I just want to study more and like figure it out. But it's like about trust and especially mm. trust in oneself and one's own intuition. Oh, that makes so much sense when I think of like my life journey, you know, going into like as a lawyer and, you know, when I went into wanting to study, I wanted to study all the things and that mm. was always my biggest struggle was actually just deciding on something and doing that and not needing to do all the things before I was like enough. Mm -hmm. And even when I moved into running my business, you know, like I at first just wanted to study absolutely everything and I kept even though I wasn't aware of it at the time, I was holding myself back because mm. I was waiting until I had, you know, another um, something, another qualification before yeah. I would really show up in my business. Mm -hmm. And so when I realized that I took a ban, like this year, I didn't start, I didn't study anything like this whole year. Oh, wow. I was like, no, yeah. I am only integrating the things that I've already learned. And it was, and it's been super empowering. And what that means is next year, oh, sorry, I'm excited. I just hit the <laughs> mic. <laughs> um, next year, 
I'm excited to start to start studying a couple of things again, mm-hmm. but it feels exciting only because I had that time off and I'm now, this is how I want to continue to working like one year on where I'll be studying like a small amount of something. Cause I love learning. Yeah. And then the next year, like no, none of that, like nothing just. That's so amazing. Um, yeah. That's yeah. such a great way of embodying the lessons of the seven and the North node, South node thing. That's such a great, mm-hmm. great way of, cause it's really with these cosmic clues, it's about, um, like taking what resonates with you, integrating it into your own life. So it's not just staying up here in the brain. It needs to become part of how you live and how you interact and how you work, you know, and um, when you can start to master some of these things and really work with them, that's where the real magic comes in. And you start to really see these amazing kind of like realizations and results in your life. So that's great. You're doing so much of it already. It's awesome. So cool. But there's always more to learn. And this is why I love like what you do here, because I think even like some things I've learned, but then, you know, you go about life and you implement some of the things. And then I think it's so important to go back and dive into, you know, these sorts of readings. And Mm -hmm. then because you're going to resonate with different things and you're going to see what your next, you know, chapter of work is. And Yeah, like trusting and surrendering, you know, like in Embrace Your Feminine Essence, my my one of my online courses, I teach about that, right? And, and I'd been mm-hmm. through a lot of practical application myself, but now I'm being asked to trust and surrender in my life and my career, like without having a like a home, like yeah. nowhere permanent. I'm just like waiting for the inspiration. And so I have been going through a whole other level of allowing myself to be in the unknown and in across, you know, every, everything in my life. And I think it's, yeah, there's just always like more to learn about yourself, like to discover yes. about yourself and trust and surrender is like, mm-hmm. yeah, the ultimate lesson the I think ultimate. for everyone. <laughs> yes. No, you're so right. It's just like being open to the messages and the lessons and what's going on and realizing like, that you have everything you need, like your chart, your cosmic clues, like you have everything that you need in order to meet the challenges that you will, you know, um, Mm. no one, no one has a bad chart. There's no such thing as uh, a bad life path number or something that's more difficult. (laughs) Like there's no such thing. You, um, everyone has so much support in their birth Mm. chart, in their like destiny that can really help them to just address all these different you know, beautiful and challenging things that are coming their way. Yeah. And I, and I love that, you know, everybody is perfectly designed and yes. that unique combination. I really believe that is our purpose. It's like all of it, ev- all of it together, like none of it's bad, mm-hmm. none of it, it, it all matters and it wouldn't all, like it wouldn't create you as you are without having the things that you need to work on and the things that maybe you find more difficult and yeah, so it's all beautiful. And actually, Rachel, that's something when you were talking about astrology with, with Caitlin and I that day, mm-hmm. that was what really stood out to me is that every single aspect of someone's chart, like we were talking about, you know, all diff- all of ours and then, mm-hmm. you know, some yeah. of the other signs and things. And you really captured the magic in every single one that we spoke about. And it was so positive. And I think that is something that not 
um, that you don't read about in, yeah. like, even just with astrology, you know, some people yes. can be really scared. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like that sign because it's been negative in the way it's been expressed and it's yeah. just not true. Exactly. And I think that's kind of like almost like a mission that I have is to um, show people the the positive and the the excitement and the joy that can come from all these things. Like I, um, you know, according to, there's like a calculation you can do to find out what your dominant planet is. Um, it's called the pull in astrology. If any astro nerds, nerds are interested in that, but like my <laughs> dominant planet is Pluto. And a lot of people would be like, Oh my God, like that's horrible, mm. you know, but, um, but actually like I get it. And like when I was reading why, and I understand Pluto, I love Pluto. And like, so I think that there, yeah, there is unfortunately a lot of like negativity and kind of like pop astrologists out there who just kind of, you know, like read the the negative sides or the shadow mm-hmm. sides of the signs and then use that to make fun of people or make people feel like, oh, you'll never change this just the way that you are. Um, and I think yeah. that I just encourage people to really look into it for themselves and really like... <clears throat> you know, if you're interested in astrology, get a reading or, you know, just start to look things up. It's so much fun. It's so interesting to, and it's a great way to learn more about yourself and how you work and how Mm. you can really use these energies for, to your advantage in life. So yeah, I'm all about the positive. I think that, you know, no matter what it is in your chart, like there is a way that you can use it to benefit you. Cause like, why would you be born, you know, with like a disadvantage like that. I just don't think that's Mm. how the universe works. Yeah, I so agree. Mm. And so you offer Cosmic Clue readings as well at the moment, are you? Yes, I do. Yeah. So you can book in an hour with me and you can get a Cosmic Clues uh, reading where we go through, like you tell me what aspect of life you want to focus on so I can do a little bit of preparation. And then we can go through things together and answer those questions. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, yes, you have to go and book in a session with Rachel. You'll just, it'll open up so much for you, I'm sure, as it has just for me. And you've done just a mini reading here with me. Yes, it's so much fun. (laughs) I know I could go on (laughs) and on and on. There's so many layers and so many aspects. And I mean, what we didn't get into is like the mythology. Like if people are really interested Mm. in the mythology of the signs, we could go into that as well. I love that stuff. So yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. So cool. So I know we need to wrap up because we've been on the call for a while now. (laughs) (laughs) So should we save the elements for another day? Yeah, yeah, we can save them. I mean, I can just suffice it to say that um, working with the four elements, fire, water, earth, and air is something that I think can be really, really useful for understanding yourself, but also um, planning things for your business. So if Mm. I would love to come on again and kind of dive more into those, but it's something that's really accessible for everyone learning those. Mm, Okay. I will, I really want to give that the attention it deserves. So we'll just have to have you back on. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah. And it's so good because then like looking into each of the signs, they have an element attached with them. So Mm -hmm. I think it will be really cool for people to understand that. And also I know that you talk about like in your space and, I like setting up your space with the elements and I love to use the elements with like my rituals and my circles. So I think it'll be an awesome conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, So lastly, I would just love to know, so Rachel joined my mistress mind this year and she was just an incredible, 
addition to our mistress mind, which is a, a mastermind, if anyone's wondering what the hell that is. <laughs> You're like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> and I called it the menstrual magic business mistress mind. And so, you know, we all um, dove in in an even deeper and very practical way, um, working cyclically within our business, uh, within our businesses. So it was a group of how many, like five, five of us, I think? four or five four of us five. together, yeah. five, yeah, five. And, um, and yeah, so for just over three months, we all, you know, worked on our businesses and I facilitated the, the mistress mind and we, um, and yeah, and so Rachel was a part of that and we watched mm-hmm. her business grow and expand and yes. she launched a number of different things. And so I just wanted to catch you while you're here. It was the first time I've run a mistress mind. I really felt called to create something where us as women, especially as solopreneurs, could have a team around us, a mm-hmm. team of masterminds, which is what a mastermind is. I've got an episode on what a mastermind is. Oh, nice. um, I can't remember. I'll, I'll pop it in the show notes. So I would love to know how the mistress mind supported you in your words, but also working deepening into working cyclically with your menstrual cycle in your business has supported you in your business and just generally in your life. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, Yeah, no, I'm so excited I get to talk about this because I, before signing up, like I'd always heard a lot about different masterminds or mistress minds and, um, and I just wasn't sure if it would be really beneficial to me. But then when I met Letitia at the Jenna Zoe event, I was like, boom, done. She's going to be my coach. I'm going <laughs> to join. Like it just felt really right. And I don't always make snap decisions like that. But this time I just knew. And um, I think that the magic of the mistress mind was, um, yeah, just really recognizing that we all had such wisdom to share. And that like you like you said, working alone, um, you know, I think it is a great invitation to tap into your own intuition and understanding. And it's really important to reach out to people outside for that other perspective as well as often as possible, because I think that um, a lot of times when you're dealing with challenges or struggling with something, you can get so much from other people who are on the same path. So like just talking to your friends, I think is not, um, especially about business is not the way to go because they don't, they're not doing what, unless they're doing what you're doing, um, you know, in general, they won't understand or they don't really um, have the same risks or the same uh, you know, kind of perspective that you do. But if you're in a group that is super supportive and there's no competition, everyone is mm-hmm. just um, there for each other. It's just so magical. I um, And just going on the group calls was so great. Um, being able to kind of say, okay, this is what I'm struggling with, or this is my challenge. What do you think? And then having everyone weigh in and give their perspective and kind of reflect back to you, even sometimes like what your energy is saying, um, Mm. was just so beneficial. I just didn't even realize that that would be the biggest, because I was just excited to work with you, Letitia. I didn't (laughs) realize that the, the energy of the group would be so nourishing and so supportive and, um, and in really practical ways, it's not just like a kind of therapy support group. It is a business support group. So it's like a group mm. of women who, um, you know, have different experiences and have gone through these different, the same challenges that you're going through and can give you advice and can give you really clear 
uh, suggestions and recommendations, you know, for what you can do next. So it was very practical and really supportive. And it just felt like we were all in it together. And we were kind of like part mm-hmm. of something bigger. And that like, this is the way it's supposed to be. I think um, the way that like society should be is like people following their passion and supporting other people to follow their passions. Mm-hmm. I think that would just make the world so much of a better place. <laughs> so <Me> yeah. Too. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so that was a, a, a huge aspect, just this practical support and feeling um, that you're part of something bigger. Um it was just amazing. And then the other aspect, um, learning to follow my cycle in business was amazing. So, um, like I said before, you know, I'd already, um, been following the moon cycles, but following, and to some extent following my cycle in terms of recognizing how I feel when I'm in my inner winter or how I feel Mm. when I'm in my inner summer, but I didn't, think of it as seasons like that. And so that made it so much more understandable and accessible the way that Letitia taught us about the four seasons of your menstrual cycle. And, um, and also helped me to really set um, really conscious and like supportive boundaries for myself in business. Cause um, like I said, I have South node in Libra. So I tend <laughs> to, and also what was it? Um, Gretchen Rubin, we you introduced us to the Gretchen Rubin's the four tendencies. Yeah, the four tendencies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm an obliger. So my tendency is to uh, meet other people's expectations before I meet my own. Um, and so working with that in the cycles and saying, you know what, when I'm in my winter, I'm not going to do podcasts. I'm not going to do video uh, because that's not going to serve me. I need to like take that time to um, dream up ideas to be more in my hermit cave of creativity, um, you know, and, and saying no to things and, and knowing why I'm saying no to things was really empowering. And, um, and it was just really helped me to set those healthy boundaries that um, can be more of a challenge for me with my tendency of being an obliger. So yeah, I just, I found it um, amazing and it really worked so well to like, map out my business activity. So I created like an Excel sheet where, um, you know, I just color coded, um, the weeks. So I was like, okay, these seven days are I'm in autumn, these four days or five days I'm in summer, these, you know, so I had it all mapped out so I could, you know, someone says, Oh, Hey, can you come and run this event for morning Gloryville? I looked on there. It was during inner summer. Bam. Perfect. Yes, I can. I'll be super high energy. (laughs) You know, (laughs) so I knew when I could say yes and when it would uh, not be good for me to say yes. So, yeah. yeah, And I think like also as a manifesting generator, that's so important for, for you as well, because for anyone else who in human design, their energy type is a manifesting generator, we can tend to like want to do something at the time when someone asks us, mm-hmm. but then when it comes to the event, not want to do it. Yes. And I think like knowing how your energy works in your cycle is really helpful for that because you're because if you say yes to something and you're in your um, late spring in a summer or early autumn, you might think that sounds like an amazing idea, but then the event is going to be like smack in the middle of your inner winter. It's like, it's not going to feel amazing at the time. And so Mm -hmm. you can help yourself create those boundaries that you were talking about um, just by knowing 
your cycle and the different seasons. Yeah, it's just like respecting yourself um, and taking care of yourself first, which as an entrepreneur is mm-hmm. so important. You have to take care of yourself. If you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of your business. So, Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I think it's interesting that in that group environment, what you learned was how to respect your own boundaries and how to show up like in that empowered space because I think the fear for some people is in a group environment that they'll lose themselves or that they'll have Mm. to people please Mm. and with in this sort of space that you know I'm creating and and it was the I think the intention that I had for it was that I really wanted everyone to feel empowered showing up in that space And so if you have the permission, like the focus is, hey, what is your body saying and what's good for you and tell us where you're at and how you're feeling and just show up in that space each time, that is like, whoa, like there's not a lot of group spaces out there um, for us to do that. Yeah. And then what I thought was the magic, like the thing that just blew, like literally I just felt like crying um, each time was that just seeing how like what we were talking about before, how we feel like we always need more qualifications, more things, like more experience in business, more money, more, 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 more before Mm -hmm. we have the right to give advice and to give really awesome, helpful advice. But what I saw, what was reflected to me was that when we were in that environment where everyone was told, hey, your opinion on this matters, like please give me advice on what I need to do here. Please tell me what you're thinking. Like that's where a mastermind and so we all mm-hmm. need to contribute something. It was like suddenly everybody felt so much more empowered because they saw that they were able to give advice to someone else. Mm-hmm. And so then you take that confidence that just naturally comes and then you, when you apply it to your own life and your own business, it's like, hey, I do have the answers. I know what to do here. I just did it to Rachel or I just <laughs> did it with, you know, the next person. Yes. So I just thought that was like, yeah, pretty incredible. I totally agree. I totally agree. It was great. <laughs> I would definitely do it again. <laughs> Yeah, it's so amazing. So thank you for sharing that because I think as business owners, we just feel like we have to do everything ourselves Mm -hmm. and we don't. And it's really important to have support, even when you are like a business expert. I always work with someone. It's so because you you get stuck in that tunnel vision. So you need help getting out of it and um, and also just overcoming your your own mind limitations, which all come up. Definitely. So it was wonderful to have you in that, Rachel, Thank and to you. support you and to watch your business grow. And I just think like, you know, I think so highly of you. I, I think so highly of all of my clients, but I just see like, I just think you're such a shining light. You're exactly in your element. You've got so much to give. People are so lucky to be able to work with you. And we're all lucky here to have been able to hear you talk about um, the cosmic clues in your journey today. So I just want to say a big thank you. And I can't wait to have you on again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, that's amazing. This has been so much fun. I'm just so happy that like the universe brought us together. It was just like exactly what I needed. Everyone needs a coach, FYI. Everyone (laughs) Yeah, it's everyone so, needs so amazing. one. <laughs> yes, yes, it's just like amazing. Yeah, it's just like really accelerated my personal growth as an entrepreneur and the growth of my business. So, yeah, best investment ever. Thank you. All righty. So, Rachel, let's bring this to a close now because I think we've just had so many juicy uh, realizations, and I know I have at least anyway. So, is there anything else that you wanted to just mention before we wrap up? And also let, um, let's let everyone know where they can find you. 
Yes, definitely. So um, for your listeners exclusively, I would love to <laughs> offer, <laughs> I would love to offer a special, uh, special discount. So if people are interested in doing a Cosmic Clues session with me, I would love to do it with them. So for the kind of rest of December up until Christmas and for the month of January, I'm offering 20% off. Um, if people uh, sign up and they, they can email me, you can DM me on Instagram, whatever. Um, and just uh, mention Letitia's podcast so that I know that I can give you that discount. Um, and if you want to find me as well, you can um, go to my website, which is into the trove.com. Trove is like T R O V E, like treasure trove, into the trove.com. And then on Instagram, it's at into the trove, or my coaching um, Instagram is at Rachel Ono Jaffe. So you can uh, check me out there. And I look forward to meeting you. Oh, that's so awesome. Take advantage of that amazing discount. And thank you, Rachel, for offering that. That's so cool. Alrighty. Well, thanks for coming on, my love. And I can't wait to share this with everyone. Cool. Thank you so much. So there you go, my beautiful friends. I hope you enjoyed that awesome conversation with Rachel. I sure did. I left so inspired after our conversations. I literally spent the whole weekend just researching my South to North node and then researching all of my friends and family and analyzing everyone. And it's definitely something I'll be exploring for all of my clients going forward as well. So thank you so much to Rachel for coming on. And I hope that you all enjoy learning more about your cosmic clues and remember if you'd love to take advantage of Rachel's very generous discount on her cosmic clues session make sure you book that in before the end of January and for those of you who are feeling so curious to know more about working with me in my next mistress mind I invite you to get in touch and let me know that you're interested because there will be a mistress mind in 2020 and you will be the first to know as soon as enrollment opens and finally if you are looking to be supported in your beautiful business in a one-to-one way in 2020 I want to remind you that my holistic business coaching program is open for enrollment and only for another couple of days. So when you hear this podcast, there will only be two more days that I have consult calls open to have a call with you to discuss whether this program is the right support for you and your business at this time. I'm so excited to start working with all of the women who have said yes to working together in 2020. This program will not only work on all the practical things that you need to do to have a successful business and make money and also create a life that you love, enjoy, and are inspired by alongside your business. I also take you through every single session, how to up-level and work with and transform your inner mindset and the energetics behind business. So I see this as such a perfect balance, right? We've got the practical and the strategic as well as all of the energy stuff that is super, super important. So when clients say yes to starting to work with me, usually they want to work with a coach who has that beautiful balance between the masculine and feminine. And I believe that is my superpower. This is what I'm here to provide. So I will give you the structured guidance you need to take action, to step up and be seen in your business 
I will help you create a plan, including a financial plan, including a launch plan. I will be by your side through all of the highs and the lows that goes into showing up and sharing your work with the world. I can take you through all of the technology you need And equally, we can work on you sitting more in your feminine, working on your mindset, your beliefs, your energy, which is so crucial to receiving all that you desire in your business. So if you want to make more money, if you want to work with more clients, if you want to feel better in your business on a day-to-day basis, if you want to say yes to the opportunities that are in your big vision for yourself, if you want to show up as a leader, you know you truly are and transform every area of your life so that you are showing up as the boss queen I know that you all are and activating your superpowers as well so that you're sharing your unique combination of gifts with the world. I invite you to go to latisharinge.com forward slash coaching Check out all of the details, then send me a message on Instagram or Facebook or shoot me an email at LetitiaRinge at LetitiaRinge.com and let me know you want to book in a consult so I can ping you back a message and let you know when my last few remaining spots are. I'm so excited to get started working together and I'm so excited that you've just got to meet one of my clients and see what it's like for us communicating. It's so much fun. I absolutely adore working with powerhouse women and I would be honored to support you on your beautiful business journey too. All right, that's enough for today. I'll see you all in our next episode. Bye. Hey, if you're ready to create your very own purpose-driven business too, I invite you to check out my online program, Create Your Beautiful Biz. You'll learn how to create a business that allows you to make your difference and thrive using my signature feminine essence framework. Just head over to www.letisharinge.com forward slash CYBB. Let's make creating a business beautiful. I'll see you there.